Well, the very first preaching class I ever had was from uh, nun sister Pat Parikini, and she said the worst homilies she ever heard were based on Mark chapter 4 about the parable of the seed and the sower. And that's our gospel today. So let's hang in there and hope for the best. But she says, you know, the gospel passage actually gives an explanation for what Jesus said the parable meant. So the preacher doesn't need to explain it again. So we'll try to strike out in another direction. Because as Hebrews said, what Jesus did, he did once for all. And we don't need to repeat that. So let's try a different metaphor with this parable. Instead of thinking of the seeds as individual people, can we think of ourselves as the entire garden plot, each of us, and the seed falls on different parts of our garden, the garden of our hearts? What does it mean to yield 30 or 60 or 100 fold? Well, I have in mind a tree I once saw at the end of a hiking trail at Cape Perpetua State Park on the Oregon coast. And there is a giant Sitka spruce tree there. It is 600 years old, 180 feet high, and 40 feet in diameter. It is an amazing thing to see. You see it from far off. And it has grown through times of adversity, and it has endured with patience. So what do we do if we don't have an abundance of moist, nutritious soil free of weeds in the gardens of our heart? Well, St. Francis de Sales would say, bloom where you're planted. Work with what you have. So what about the parts of our heart that are like the path the hardened soil that has just been pushed down by being trod upon, that the seed just bounces off it and can't penetrate. Well, maybe in those aspects of our lives where we find ourselves hardened, we need to be flexible. We need to try to absorb the nutrition that we receive through the Word. And so, well, is that possible? Well, the elementary school where I went to school, I walked every day, and we walked down this little asphalt path um, to, through the, down to the playground and into the school. And when I was in fifth grade, the school was closed. And I have, from time to time, when I've been back, I have gone walking along and down there, and the asphalt has broken up. And if you did not go to school there 25 years ago, you would not know that there had ever been a path. Even asphalt eventually breaks down and the grass returns. What about the rocky soil, where there's only a real little bit of soil and then you hit the rocks? Well, maybe that's like the places in our lives where we're bitter. But seeds still begin to take root. And there are many kinds of seeds, plants, that as they grow, their roots actually break down the rocks. And so, maybe the first time, the second time, the third, the fifth, the tenth time we hear the word in those parts of our lives, it doesn't last long. But each time we try to nurture it, we are working it, removing the rocks and creating better soil. So the key is persistence, trying to stay open. What about the weeds? 
the weeds that grow along with the root, we, the word we try to let take root. I think those are distractions in our lives, especially things that distract us from the gospel, things that are profane. And I think they're the keys to be vigilant when we notice things growing in the soil of our hearts. Once we recognize they're weeds, we need to try to pull them out before they choke us off in pursuing the word of God. Well, that Sitka spruce that I saw is towering, and you can see it from far off on the path. But when you get closer, there's evidence of the challenges that it has faced. You see, the seed that started this tree 600 years ago actually landed on a very, another very large tree that was hundreds of years old that had fallen over. And so the roots and this seed began to grow dozens of feet off the ground. And the roots grew up around this tree, and then that tree decayed away. And so there's a sort of like a, a cave underneath this tree where you can crouch down and get underneath it because the roots start several feet off the ground and there's this hollow space underneath before it reaches the soil. And this cave, this adversity that this tree suffered has been protection for countless animals and humans over hundreds of years. And so it is with us if we continue to try to let the word grow in our hearts, that we can, through our adversity, have gifts to help others who are struggling within this mystical body of Christ.